Welcome to What's Up? Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in Suite 340 on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Miranda, and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Quinn, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be doing um, editing and behind-the-scenes work this year. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts of this podcast. Let's get into it. Hi again, my name is Miranda, my pronouns are she, her. I'm a first-year graduate student in the Masters of Urban and Regional Planning program, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. My favorite health promotion topic is sexual health, and I'm feeling really good about returning to campus. It's my first year here, so I'm excited to explore and kind of learn the layout of the place. How are you doing today, Julie? I am doing great. Thank you, Miranda. So hi, everyone. Again, my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. I am a third year, and I am double majoring in public health, preclinical health science, and general science. I was born in Anaheim, California, but I grew up in Portland, so I consider Portland my hometown. Um, My favorite health promotion topic is just talking about health disparities, and I'm feeling very excited to be back on campus. I haven't been back on campus in so long, so I'm looking forward to being here. Okay, so what are we talking about today, Miranda? Yeah, so today's episode is called We're Back, Transitioning Back to In-Person Learning and Living. This episode is going to be an open discussion about creating healthy routines, balancing stress and anxiety, and setting sustainable productivity goals. And then we'll end with a discussion of resources available to PSU students and members of our community. So we know that transitioning back in person or like in-person learning has been a challenge that many students are facing. Definitely. Yeah. And um, it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. I I feel like a lot of students are sort of struggling with balancing having in-person classes and remote classes and sort of a hybrid model with this attend anywhere classes. So There's a lot of things to juggle and a lot of different things to balance that students may not have dealt with in the past. Yeah, totally. And that we know that the Delta variant is still out and about. So we still have to be very cautious about coming back in person. And I feel like that has also contributed to anxiety among students. Yeah, I feel like this is just a really challenging time to be a college student and I think some people feel good to be back on campus. Some people maybe not so good. Obviously, the Delta variant, like Julie said, it's it's out there and it's it's bad. And there are breakthrough cases. So even people who are vaccinated may feel uncomfortable being on campus. And yeah. No, yeah. Like what Miranda was saying, just that anxiety. And I personally feel it as well. I'm coming back as much as I'm excited about being back on campus. Just knowing that there's still cases um, makes it very concerning for me, sort of. And I know that other students can definitely relate to that as well. Yeah, I feel for our students that may be higher risk or may have family members or friends or roommates who are higher risk. Um, my, my heart goes out to all of you out there. And I just hope that we can 
come together as a community and get through this difficult time. But there's lots of adjustments going on, right? We've got to create new schedules. We've been basically remote in a virtual world for nearing 18 months now. And so coming back to sort of the real world and making a new schedule is really difficult. I don't know about you. No, it's, I totally agree with that. It is so hard to make that adjustment, especially making change. Change is always hard. We can all agree to that. Change is so hard. Um, And just being able to create a schedule that we can stick with, it's difficult. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone can agree with that. Just our daily routine, you know, from being quarantined, being in the same space, like right. 24 hours a day. And it just feels the same. It feels like life was static. And now that we're coming back in person, everything feels animated and just alive. But in that excitement, there are still stress and concerns, which can hinder our ability to stick with the schedule that we want to. Right. I feel personally a lot of pressure to sort of be the most perfect person at this time, mastering everything at once, figuring out cooking, meal prepping, working out, going on transit, going to campus, just all these new things. And there's a lot of pressure to just be perfect in this moment. And I think it's really important to remind yourself every day that you don't have to be perfect and that making changes to your routine can be great. And obviously, there's a lot of changes that need to happen as we transition into a new world. But we don't have to be perfect in that. And we don't want to overload ourselves so that we get burnt out by trying to make too many changes at once. No, I really like the fact that you brought up about that quote unquote perfect. I just really want to emphasize on that because throughout quarantine, we spent a lot of time on social media and that social media, yes, it allowed us to stay connected with our friends and just having that sense of social connection. However, they're also like the downside of that as well. It caused um, more stress and anxiety like we've been talking about. And because of those stress and anxiety, people, like you said, feel pressured, right, to be perfect. And because of that, um, coming back into person, it only accumulates that whole pressure. And people feel pressured to be perfect, which, like you said, overloading and just feeling that burnt out. And it's kind of hard for us to differentiate that because we've come from doing nothing to doing everything now. And so (laughs) sometimes it's really hard for us to recognize that burnout, which is we're unfortunate. Yeah, I think definitely burnout is going to be such a big problem coming up into this term and then going into the winter and spring terms. Um, A really important part of making changes is making mistakes. And it's through those mistakes that we can learn and grow and become better people. So trying to achieve perfection right off the bat, it's great if it happens, but yeah, it is very, very unlikely. And we got to work really hard, um, me and Julie, and then obviously all of you to not beat ourselves up when we're not being perfect and when we're making those mistakes. And obviously mistake is kind of a big word. If I'm, oh, I didn't cook breakfast this morning. That's that's not a mistake. It, it's unfortunate. We're humans. <laughs> we're all humans. Yeah. Exactly. We're all human and none of us are perfect and that's okay. And the vision and the person that we present online is not the person that we are. So it's really easy to get caught up in 
seeing the versions of other people that they put online and thinking that, oh, well, they look perfect. So I have to look perfect. And that is definitely not the case. Yeah. Thank you so much for a word of encouragement, Miranda. I think that's (laughs) very inspiring. But um, on the same note, I would also like to mention the idea of making small changes and that changes, it doesn't happen overnight. And so be patient with yourself. Give yourself some time, some grace, because like what Miranda said, we all make mistakes and we learn from those mistakes and we make changes from those mistakes. So make sure we're making small changes at a time. Nothing huge, you know, like, oh my gosh, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm just going to have all this routine. Just add one one at a time, you know, one every day, take it a step at a time and it'll be okay. Yeah. I love the way you put that like baby steps. Yeah. There's a lot of big changes going on in the world that we maybe can't control. So the things that we can control we can take things slow, make make baby adjustments, baby steps. Maybe you go to one class in person this week, and then next week you go to two classes in person and slowly work your way back up to whatever place you're trying to be at. Um, but obviously there's a lot of stress and anxiety that comes with all of these changes that are going on um, in the sort of virtual landscape. Things were very compressed, um, very put together, I feel, everything took place on your phone, on your computer, and it was maybe a little easier and maybe a little more difficult, but maybe easier to compartmentalize Mm -hmm. your different stressors. Um, And I think now that a lot of stressors come from many different directions, we've got school going on, our social life may be expanding, And then obviously dealing with the stress of just the COVID health landscape and new information every day, the news media in general can cause a lot of stress as well. Yeah, bringing up those ideas, um, I think this is a great time for us to just talking uh, to talk about tips and all. And um, most importantly, in my opinion, I believe that communication is key. Like what Miranda just mentioned, there's so many stressors that come in like so many different ways. And I'm just going to talk about school first, because I think that's probably our number one stressor right now as students coming back to campus. I think it's so important for us or for all y'all to just consider communicating with people around you, faculty members, professors. It's really important to let them know what your limit is and what are your capabilities. There's no point of just pushing yourself if you're going to eventually burn out and just kind of be hopeless. So it's so important to let professors or faculty, anyone you work with, to know what your pace is. So not only are you having so much expectation on yourself, but others as well. And that gives you space to breathe and just go at your own pace without being stressed. Yeah, I think a lot of people, especially um, first year students, are very nervous to talk to their professors about things that are worrying them. And I think it's really important to know that your professors, like for the most part, they care about you and they want you to succeed. (laughs) And if you're struggling with something, they want to know about it. So maybe you're having trouble getting from one class to another on campus. You're getting lost. Let your professor know, hey, I'm taking the streetcar and I might be five minutes late, but I'm trying to figure it out and I will keep you updated. And just telling them things like that, they'll has so much respect for you for being honest and coming forward to them and letting them know about the struggles that you're facing. And 
they'll just be very kind. And I've never had a professor that did not meet me with kindness when I was dealing with something. Yeah, totally. And on the same note, we're although we're returning back to campus, we need to keep in mind that we're still going hybrid. So we're in person and we're still on Zoom. And so professors definitely understand trying to balance that like home life being um, remote and being in person. So make sure that you're giving yourself time and leeway when you're doing it. It's like totally fine to share your frustration about having to do school online and like the next day being in person. Like that change in your schedule is not only hard for yourself to adapt to, it's going to take a while. So it's okay to be frustrated and be stressed about that. Yeah, on that note, I know one thing that's sort of been frustrating for me, and maybe Julie can sort of share this frustration, is finding space on campus to get on Zoom for these remote classes. Many of us might have back-to-back classes or Mm -hmm. at least classes in the same day that one is in person and one is online, or maybe we work on campus, but our class is online, and it just doesn't make sense with our commute to go all the way back home just for that one Zoom meeting. So it can be really difficult to find some space on campus, some quiet space to to get on your meetings, to go to your class. Um, have you found any great workarounds for that, Julie? Uh, no, but that is also a struggle that I've been facing ever since coming back. Um, and also, this is a great time. If any of you all know a place where it's good to Zoom, just let us know. DM us on Instagram. Um, just let us know where's a good place for us to Zoom. But Back to what Miranda was saying, I've I'm still trying to find that balance between attending in-person class and just finding a place on campus to Zoom. Like the study rooms are closed. Um, most of the study places are really packed and very busy and loud. So I completely can relate with the idea of facing that difficulty of just finding a place to sit down and attend a class or like attend a meeting on Zoom. Right. Yeah. If any of you out there have got any (laughs) insider knowledge, DM us on Instagram, fill out a Google form. We would love to sort of share any cool insider tips and tricks with our listeners um, on next week's podcast. So we'd really love some great information there. Um, I know one place on campus, if you are a student in the School of Business, you can reserve study rooms in that building. Um, There's some study rooms in the Vanport building or some study spaces um, in just look around, walk around campus, try to find places. Um, But that's another place where communication sort of comes into play. Your professor will probably notice you're on campus on Zoom, but letting them know, hey, by the way, I'm getting on this class from campus. So I might be in the library and it might be a little noisy or it might be hard to hear me because there's a passing period and people are walking from class to class behind me. So sort of just keeping that communication, letting people know is really important. Yeah, totally. Um, And when we're talking about stress, right, I would love for us to talk about the difference between um, that positive productivity and that hustle culture. I think it's so important for us to talk about that because I know that all of us, um, and you can't deny it, that once we've been back in person or just just school starting again, um, sometimes we have a hard time differentiating the difference between that positive productivity, getting things done, versus with hustle culture, which is like pressure and just additional stress, exacerbating stress. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like a lot of sort of the coming back to the in-person world, a lot of 
things being presented to us are telling us to present all these wonderful changes we've made that we, in quarantine, we got super fit and we learned how to cook and we learned how to sew or do some sort of craft or maybe we picked up a musical instrument. And maybe some people did that, but I think most of us sort of sat in our room for 18 months and that's okay. <laughs> the reality. <laughs> and the reality of it is, is that our bodies got us through what is still a pandemic, but our bodies got us through 18 months of a pandemic so far. And that is so precious and so important. And yeah. I think a lot of, we can be placing a lot of guilt and blame on our bodies for not doing more throughout quarantine, but it's really important to know that they got us this far and that's great in and of itself. That's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. And on that, um, besides just working all the time, um, I think one thing that probably all of us can relate to is just allowing yourself to relax. And yeah. that comes into the idea of that hustle culture, because sometimes I feel like we're just feeling guilty, you know, when we're trying to relax. And um, that guilt can induce the stress that we're talking about. Um, because we feel like people are expecting and we're expecting ourselves to constantly work, you right. know, and if we're not, we're like, oh, my gosh, I'm behind. I'm slacking. But that's not it. That leads to like what we've been repeating, reiterating all this time. It's just that burnout. Mm -hmm. And so allowing yourself to relax and not feel guilty. But it is hard, but it's something that we should definitely think of and work on. Yeah, I think working from home for so long has sort of exacerbated this work-life balance problem that a lot of people have today and that Already, it was so difficult before the pandemic to properly balance work and outside of work or school and work and outside of work and school. And then when you're doing everything from the comfort of your home, from maybe one bedroom, it's really hard to balance those things and to turn off that work brain or that school brain. And then going back to in-person, it's just an extra challenge of sort of readjusting there and trying to figure out how we can balance the things in our lives in a way that allows us proper time to relax, proper time to spend with our friends and our family members and to not worry about being productive at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, taking care of yourself. So important. Mm -hmm. Couldn't emphasize more on that idea of making sure we take care of ourselves. Speaking about taking care of ourselves, um, technology. Ooh, technology. <laughs> technology. It's just, I, it's sort of as a form of help. Not, I'm not even going to lie. Like the telehealth, amazing. We didn't discover that until the pandemic. Yeah, technology um, has been, it's gotten us through this <laughs> so far. And technology yeah. is really great, but it can also be really, really damaging. And we'll be talking about this a lot during the course of the term. So mm -hmm. be sure to check out our future episodes as well. Yes. Yeah. But as far as right now, um, talking about reliance on technology, now that that virtual world is fingers crossed about to come to an end that we don't have to rely 100% of our lives on technology. Um, 
what should we do? Like, how, what do you think, Miranda? Like, how can we adapt to that yeah, change? Um, I know one thing I've been struggling with is that now that my lectures are not on Zoom, I can't watch TikTok during class <laughs> or scroll on Instagram or Facebook or play Minesweeper or Solitaire or whatever you're wanting to do on your phone. Mm-hmm. I've gotten so used to being on those Zoom lectures and just sort of mindlessly playing on my phone while my teacher is lecturing. Obviously, you can't do that in class. So I think it's important to try to move away from that. Put your phones away during class. Even if you're on a remote class, you're on Zoom. Turn your camera on and really trying to interact during class. I think that could be really helpful, um, even on those Zoom lectures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I am guilty to that. I literally <laughs> am on my phone, especially. I'm so sorry, professors, if you guys are listening to this. But yeah, sometimes when I'm on Zoom, it's so easy to get distracted right. because you're just sitting, staring at a screen for who knows how long Mm -hmm. it's hard and i think that's another thing for us to work on as well when we return back in person it's just being able to pay attention yeah having that time away from screens i noticed in my in-person classes having two hours away from a screen for that period of time is that's unheard of in the past year and a half i'm not sure i've had two hours of non-screen time in so long so it's difficult to not be trying to check our phones all the time. Um, I think it's also really important to remember that a lot of our socialization and communication with friends and family members in the past 18 months has been super reliant on technology. So our technology has been a great tool for us and maybe there's ways we can use it to keep connecting. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, in the past 18 months, we've used Zoom not only for school and work, but like you said, drawing that connection with our family and friends that we weren't able to see during that time. Um, I think it's great. I think we should still use technology as a way for us to connect and communicate. However, I think this is the moment for us to kind of step back away from that and think about socializing in person. I know we still have to social distance and that we still need to be mindful about the environment and what we do, but um, try to reduce our reliance on technology. And like I said, use this as an opportunity to get to um, interact with other students in our class, try to make friends. And I've been very excited to be able to come back in person because I'm very excited to get to know other students and being able to draw that connection with other students that I wasn't able to do virtually. It's totally different. Like, yeah, it was nice to be in breakout rooms and to talk with people, but meeting others in person and just seeing their face and just talking just feels like we're returning back to normal. Yeah, there's really no complete replacement for that in-person interaction. And obviously, there's a lot of ways we can have in-person interactions and still be safe. I know a lot of people I know, and I've been feeling this some as well, facing a lot of social anxiety going back to an in-person hybrid world and sort of relearning how to communicate with people without (laughs) having to raise your hand on Zoom or unmute yourself can be difficult and it can be challenging. Um, I know I personally find myself struggling over words more. Oh, Um, yes. Sorry about that, podcast listeners. But (laughs) I know 
when you're in a virtual world, you get time to type out your answers to things. You get time mm-hmm. to write out texts, write out emails, write out what you're going to put in the Zoom chat. But unfortunately, we don't necessarily get that time in person. So and I know personally, it's been a little difficult to sort of learn how to have a conversation in person. Yeah, and be forgiving. I used to feel so guilty when I can't have a proper conversation with someone. Because like, I'm so sorry for being awkward. Like, (laughs) I didn't mean to be awkward, but it's okay. We're all going through that. And so if you have an awkward encounter, like, don't don't stress about it. Yeah, awkward encounters. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Some of the things maybe we can do to sort of get back into maybe some small in-person interactions. I'm starting with one or two friends, maybe having them over in your home where you know it's clean, you know it's safe, you know other people haven't been there. Um, Going to parks, the park blocks at PSU are a great place to have social interactions outdoor in a socially distanced environment. Um, There's also a lot of restaurants that have patios. if you are of age, you can go to vaxed.bar, V-A-X-E-D dot B-A-R. That's a really good resource for restaurants and bars that require um, proof of vaccination for indoor dining, if that's something that you're concerned about. So there's so many different resources. Mm, yeah, those are really great. Thanks, Miranda. Um, yeah, there are always, there's so many different ways. I know it's still hard, but we can always work it out, find places where it's remote, where it's safe. Um, This is why it's important to get vaccinated so we can all be indoors together because I know that we're heading into the fall and it's going to be winter very soon. Uh, We can't be out. (laughs) It's going to be too cold to be outside. So make sure you get vaccinated um, and just finding a place where it's safe and indoor. Right. And that's something that everybody's going to adjust at their own speed. And I think It's really great that PSU has sort of um, had sort of this hybrid approach, the attend anywhere is to allow people to take leeway in how quickly they transition back to in-person. So making sure you're doing things at your own pace. And I think it's really important to not be apologetic for the pace you want to take things at. If you still want to be completely virtual on all your classes and completely virtual in your social interactions, then that is a great choice for you. And that is your personal decision. And try not to let anybody shame you for those choices. As long as you're being safe, um, you're making the best decisions for yourself and your health. And that's all we can ask for. That is that you word it perfectly, Miranda. I think it's work at your own pace, do what makes you comfortable. Just because other people are out and about doesn't mean you have to be out and about. Um, of course, we're just um, recommending you to take things that you feel safe um, and, like I said, comfortable and just do what you feel good about, you know, and just don't yeah. try not to let the pressure get to you. Yes, you can feel the pressure with your friends, your family and all now that everyone's out back and we're trying to resume our lives. But make sure that you are OK with it and you're good with the decisions that you make and that people aren't pressuring you to make it. Right. I think pressure is a really big word there Mm -hmm. you brought up, Julie. And pressure we've sort of talked about throughout this whole podcast. There's pressure from external sources, pressure from family, friends, the community, and a lot of internal pressure as well in making these big life changes. So it's really important. I know it's easy to say, don't let it get to you, but trying as best as you can to not let that pressure get to you and to go at your own pace 
for whatever you're doing because change is really big and everybody handles change differently, but there's no wrong way to handle change. Yes, that's great. Um, Speaking of change, and of course, we only support when it comes to change. Um, Here at Portland State, we have so many resources for students, for all y'all to use, for y'all to access. When it comes to academic, um, feel free to just check out like the Career Center. If you feel like um, me in your home for 18 months, you don't know what you want to do with your future, people there can help you and they can help you navigate around school and just what you end up wanting to do for your career. Yeah, um, there's also all, obviously Shack. Um, we're Shack employees, so we love to promote Shack. Yes. There's Shack counseling, which is still virtual, as well as the virtual Mind Spot. And all of these resources are going to be linked in the podcast description. So don't feel like you need to take notes here. Um, some other great resources all of the cultural resource centers at PSU, the QRC, the WRC. Um, the Multicultural Resource Centers, VRC, DRC, there's just so many different resource centers for you. And whatever path in life you're taking, there's people at PSU who can help you out. Yeah, totally. Um, make sure to check out those resources because like what Miranda said, I'm pretty sure that Portland State offers most resources that students need. Like whatever students need, there is probably some way of support for that. Yeah, and if you're ever not sure as to who to come talk to, or maybe you just just want somebody to talk to, you can always come talk to us here at what? Um, Again, we're on the third floor, um, Suite 340, I believe, on the third floor of the University Center building. Um, We're always here to chat. Um, We've got professional staff as well as Webster's in the office pretty much nine to five every day for the most part, every weekday for the most part. Um, And we can talk to you, help you out and point you in the direction of one of those campus specific resources that may be able to help with your specific challenge. Um, So yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, we just hope that everything will be smooth. Of course, it's gonna be a ride for everyone, but um, make sure to be patient with yourself, be kind to yourself, give yourself some grace and just take a step at a time every day. I love how you put that, Julie. Well, it's been great talking to you and talking to our podcast community today. So we will see you next week on What's Up. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503 503- 725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the Campus Well app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual Mind Spa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We'll be including resource links in the episode description, as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discuss in this podcast, 
please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up Wellness from the Third Floor.